Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, investors, and welcome to Invest Talk. This is our Wednesday, March 13th, 2019 edition of Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein, in for Steve Peasley today, and I thank you for joining me. Now, Steve is up in the Bay Area, San Jose, meeting with clients and listeners, but I am here and certainly hope you will give me a call and ask your investing and finance-related questions. I'm sure you have plenty. Uh, The market uh, over the past six months or so has given a lot of people to think about, Uh, and I'm sure it's raised some questions for you. So don't be afraid to bring those questions forward. No question is too simple. No question is too complex because guess what? If I don't know the answer, I'm just saying I don't know. But maybe I do know. Now, having said that, I admit there is no requirement that you call. You can just sit there, stand there, run there, whatever you are doing at the current time and just listen and soak in the knowledge uh, that will help you become a better investor. But when you do participate, it makes the show better, and you can shape the show to your liking. That's one reason why we have such a loyal listener base, is because everyone out there can call in with their own question and push the conversation in a different direction. Now, our goal here on Invest Talk is to help you achieve your financial freedom by making you a better investor. And we do this by using a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success, just like we do at KPP Financial. Now, today in this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you forge a path to financial freedom. And we're going to do this together one step at a time. It doesn't, nothing, nothing in life that is difficult to achieve happens overnight, right? It takes diligent work, just like your career, to make sure that you're pushing your decision-making expertise in the right direction. And investing and retirement and financial freedom is just one of them. Now, along the way, I hope you all participate by calling our finance and investing hotline, which is our anytime listener line. It's open right now, and I'm taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. Are we going to a call? Oh, we're not going. I thought we were going to a call. I guess not. Well, stocks just want to go up, at least for the past uh, couple days. Rate hikes uh, are on pause. U.S. Trade Rep Lighthizer says we're close to a deal in China, which we all know is just rhetoric, you know, typical White House rhetoric, not much different than what you normally see out of pretty much any White House. You know, everyone's optimistic, typically, until it isn't. Uh, 
So, uh, you know, nothing really new on that front. I think there'll eventually be a deal, probably be pushed back. China will try to kick the can as long as possible. Now, construction spending was up 1.3% in January compared to December, so month over month. We're using more, more oil. Oil inventories are down, which is pushing the price of oil up. Now, which company has the number one performer in the S&P last year? Which, not, which one was it? Well, it was Boeing. And obviously, they're in the news right now when it comes to the 737 MAX jetliner. We all know, at least if you've been paying attention, that they have had two crashes in the past five months with that particular jetliner. And it's a new one. Um, and that's why I always say when people say, oh, this, this aircraft's old. I actually like that because guess what? It's had thousands of flights. It's still kept up well. Uh, but there's no design flaws, clearly, because it hasn't crashed. And so when you have a new jetliner, that's a risk, right, to any airline, anybody flying on those type of uh, aircrafts. So authorities don't know yet the cause of the crash on Sunday, which was a German uh, airline, Lufthansa. Uh, they've ordered 20 new 737 MAX 8 jets. Uh, they're, they're, they're still coming in. They're still Production has not been halted for now, but there's likely going to be lawsuits. Uh, the, the airlines are going to stick Boeing with some of the costs of all of this. So that's a that's a big issue for them, and that's why the stock has tanked uh, so much. Let's see what what are we down to? We went from let's see if my yeah, there you go, and it works. Uh, four fifty or so. Now we're at three seventy seven. So uh, a, a nice drop in Boeing, but we're not even close to where we were back in the bottom of the market in December, Christmas Eve. That was uh, around three hundred or two hundred and. $94. So potentially still could be more downside to go for Boeing and will they find a fix? That'll be very interesting to see. But that's uh, that's the news on Boeing. Verizon is the first major cell phone company to put a price on the coming 5G technology. They say when ready, if you buy a 5G smart, smartphone, you can experience 5G speeds for just an extra $10 a month. Now they're going to roll out their first test market in Chicago. And I think that's that's uh, that's that's the big news on the 5G front, which is uh, pretty exciting. So uh, a lot happening uh, in today's market, and I want to hear from you. I want to know what's on your mind. Let's take a look at what our main talking point today uh, is, and what what we're going to discuss. One is the market and the economy; they don't aren't really jiving together. If you look at the economic reports, and we're going to talk about that. And also six factors that make up a sound retirement. I think that'll be interesting to discuss. And then businesses are getting nervous. And what does business apprehension do for future economic activity? And then lastly, if we have time, talk a little bit about Elon Musk's reaction to a Tesla whistleblower, which I think is a very interesting story as well. Now, that's what's on my mind. But let's go to John in Santa Cruz. He's looking at OAK, which is Oak Tree Capital, correct? 
Yes, hi. Um, it went up 12% today, and I'm wondering why. Um, I own a lot of it, so I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Hmm, <laughs> let's see. Brookfield to buy most of Oak Tree to build Juggernaut to rival Blackstone. Looks like a merger. Looks like they're being bought out. Oh. So. Or at least buying most of the business, of it, it looks like. Would you keep it, or would you would you just leave it alone, or sell it, or uh, take I'd have to look or... into the deal and see. This is atypical. Usually, it's buying the whole company. So, looks like they're buying most of it, not all of it. Uh, what that looks like, uh, I, I can't really I can't really tell from here. Uh, but typically, most buyouts, it's easy. It's better to sell at a slight discount. So. For example, right now it closed at 48.80 at the close today. I'm not sure what the buyout number was. It was $50 a share or something like that. Typically, it's best to sell around this price. Let's let's assume it's $50 a share, and you're get you're going to sell at a couple of percent discount to that buyout price. But guess what? Number one, the buyout could fall through. Uh, there could be some problems with the board or valuation or maybe the market just shifts and they pull their offer or whatever it is and then suddenly the price of that stock goes back down 10-12% uh, and reverses that entire move. Uh, or it does go through but it's many months from now. It takes a while for these type of uh, uh, transactions to go through due diligence and, and and complete the transaction sometimes six, nine, 12 months. And over that time, the stock is just going to sit here kind of chopping sideways. Now, it does pay a dividend, so you'll get that dividend over that time. Uh, but typically, the more the higher risk is that the, the deal falls apart. Uh, once again, it has a lot to do with whether uh-huh. or not that actually uh, is going to happen and what are the odds of that happening. So I don't know the specifics of the deal. But it, typically, it's better to sell and move on. Thanks for the call, John. This is Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein, and I want to encourage you to be here each Friday when Steve shares select excerpts from our KPP Premium newsletter. The newsletter provides a roundup summary of this week, of the week that was, and offers a look ahead, and then puts forth some interesting stock ideas as well. You'll like it. You can subscribe at investtalk.com. I'm ready to take your questions now at 888-99-CHART. It's an Invest Talk Wednesday. Steve Peasley is in San Jose conducting no-cost portfolio reviews. And Justin Klein is here today for Steve. Do you need assistance with your portfolio? Well, you can call Justin right now with your questions. His guidance can help you achieve financial freedom. Justin is taking your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Thanks for tuning in today. Our main talking point today is... Stock market and the stock market and the economy are telling very different stories, and if you understand the valuation backdrop of, of the market, you know we're trading at 16 times expected earnings for 2019, and you have to understand that typically early on in the year, especially the analysts are more bullish than they should be uh, about earnings projections and. 
you know, the the expected earnings growth for the first quarter of this year is now negative. And that means that we're probably trading at more like 17 times uh, forward earnings if we're being more realistic about uh, earnings expectations. So the valuation backdrop is a little bit more uh, more expensive than, than average. And usually that's okay if we're in an accelerating economy or an economy that is on a nice steady upward trajectory. But that's not the case now. Uh, analysts are now, or economists expect the first quarter GDP to be sub 2%. I believe the Atlanta Fed GDP number is, what was it, 0.2%, 0.3% uh, as of a couple days ago. I think it was on Monday when I looked. And that's not a strong economic backdrop. So typically, just like a growth stock slowing, right? A growth stock goes from, 40% year-over-year growth to 30, the 30 is still great, but it's decelerating. And therefore, the multiple that that company will sell at also tends to adjust as well. And so, same goes with the market. You know, when you go from 2 to 2.5%, two uh, or sorry, probably closer to 3% earnings growth last year to now sub-2, likely maybe 1% for the first half of the year, the the market must adjust. And that was part of the reason for that adjustment uh, in the fourth quarter was the expectation that going forward into 2019, remember the market looks forward. It doesn't look backwards. It looks forward. And it saw higher interest rates, tighter liquidity conditions overall. And then that feeding into economic activity. And clearly, clearly, that's what the fourth quarter was really about. Now, the Fed has made an about face, and the interest rates have, have stayed a lot lower, right? Mortgage rates were at five, now they're about four and a half. So that certainly is going to help uh, the, the, uh, the macro backdrop, but it hasn't really changed the trajectory, and I think that's really the big issue here. So there's still some scattered storm showers on the horizon, but the recent market rally is acting like everything's in the clear. So that is really why you know I continue to believe we are in a bear market uh, until we get to a point where growth is accelerating again. And I don't see a lot of catalysts for that. I don't see a lot of catalysts for an accelerating economy because guess what? Tax cuts are behind us. Um, even though the government's spending a lot, they're not spending enough to make up for the lack of tax cuts this year. This is Invest Talk. I'm here for you. I want to talk to you. Give me a call at 888 chart This is Invest Talk, and March is moving fast. Now, more than ever, you still need unbiased investing guidance, right? Of course you do, because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Justin Klein is here now, taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin. My name's Wes. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. And I was calling because I'm a young financial professional in the financial services industry. And I was looking at my 401k options and had done some research on small cap value and small cap growth and uh, how they tend to outperform other asset classes in the long haul due to their risk return trade-off. And was wondering why someone young like myself wouldn't just put everything 100% in like a small cap value index because tends to be a little cheaper and outperform growth in the long haul. And I uh, was wondering if there's really any reasons to react to negative downturns in the market or if 
a buy and hold strategy until I'm closer to retirement could make sense. But look forward to hearing your insight on it, and I enjoy listening to your show. That's a great question. Uh, I, I would agree that long-term, small-cap funds in general, small-cap indexes, small-cap uh, funds, are going to outperform. Why? Because they have more room to grow. Now, they're going to be more volatile, have uh, more intra-year, intra-month, intra-decade volatility where they rally a ton and sell off a ton uh, than your large-cap names, right? Because that's just the nature of uh, that asset class. Uh, Long-term, they're going to outperform your S&P or your large-cap uh, type of allocation. However, you have to understand that they're with that high return becomes higher risk. Now, I hear this a lot, okay? I hear this a lot and they say, "Well, you know, through downturns, I'm going to I'll be fine, you know, I'm just going to live through the downturn and, you know, I'll just buy more and I'll be fine." Let me warn you. And let and let me help you be honest with yourself. The majority of people cannot stand that volatility. Can't. They panic. They see their portfolio, their 401k go down 50%. You think that that's not going to affect you as a human being? You really think that? I have a rude awakening for everyone out there, not just our caller here, but everyone. The majority of you aren't going to be able to handle that. Just the way it is. Now, I'm looking at the IWM ETF, and that's had a massive run. I mean, we bottomed in the high 30s in 2009, and now we're, we had a high of 175 or so last year, and now we're at 154. Now, in the last bear market, we peaked around $85 a share and, like I said, bottomed around $36 a share. So we went down, what's that, 65%, 70% from its peak? And yet all your money in small caps, that's IWM, that's a small cap index. You really are going to, eh, no sweat. Hindsight, it's easy. Yeah, you buy more. You hold on. It's fine. But I promise you that majority of you will not be able to handle that level of volatility. When times are good, it's easy to say that. In the midst of it, it's much harder. So you need to be honest with yourself if you're going to deploy that strategy. And if you aren't, if you are honest with yourself, you probably should have a more mixed portfolio. Let's go to Dinesh in Kansas. He's looking at BK. NG. Bookings holding? Booking, right? Booking.com, is that what this is? Yes. How are you, Justin? Okay. I'm well. Thanks for making the call. You own this? You looking to buy it? What? It's been on my watch list for a while. Um, I'm looking to buy it around $1,700. Um, it looks like it seemed to be bouncing pretty well between 1690 to $1,700. So uh, uh -huh. do you think this is a good buy point? Let me take a look at the daily chart here. If uh, I am streaming live on YouTube right now, so uh, if anyone wants to tune in there, 
the it's definitely in a downtrend. You have the 200-day moving average in a downtrend, uh, pointing downwards, as well as the 100-day. The 50-day is starting to move uh, move higher, which is which is a positive. Let me go to a weekly chart here. You had a big sell-off. MACD does not look very strong. In fact, you had a divergence back in the uh, middle of last year, which told me it would have told me then that we will have a, a large pullback, and we, we've seen that. Uh, now, it, it has previously found support at this 200-week moving average, which it bounced off of late last year. Uh, but <clears throat> I, I, I'd be sh I wouldn't say I'd be shocked. I would be cautious here about jumping in at this support level. I would want to see this rise above the 50 week moving average 50 week moving average which right now is at about $1900 and the high of the sell off just a, a couple weeks ago so until it gets above that i think this is just trending bearishly and it looks like it's heading lower and you know we talked about going into a slowing economy going into recession this is a type of name that's going to be very cyclical so i'm not a fan of this analysts are downgrading their expectations for earnings next year uh, it's certainly not a, a cheap stock, that's for sure. Uh, but it's it's a good company. You know, return on equity is very very high. So I, I like that it's on your watch list. But from a valuation standpoint, uh, where we are in the cycle, I like that they have no debt, which is good. Uh, profitability perspective, it's a great name to have in your watch list. But I would be cautious right now because I don't see great things on the chart and from a valuation perspective. So thanks for calling Dinesh. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, the college admission scandal reveals wealth influences our higher education system. And in a wide ranging investigation, the DOJ has charged dozens of people in connection with a multi million dollar bribe. That story is tomorrow. Give me a call at 888 99 Chart. The time is now. And if you act now, the benefit to your financial future could be measurably significant. This is your chance to sharpen your investing skills through a valuable online classroom learning opportunity. InvestTalk Academy. Enrollment in InvestTalk Academy will introduce you to a weekly series of live investing classes conducted by KPP Financial Principals and InvestTalk hosts, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. You'll profit from a critical degree of focused mentoring led by Steve and Justin. Hear their full analysis of the market. Follow along with charts and data points. Understand technical and fundamental analysis. Develop the mindset to become a successful investor. InvestTalk Academy offers an unprecedented value for serious investors. Register now at InvestTalkAcademy.com. Here's a reminder about the KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed to each subscriber's inbox every Friday. The newsletter provides a roundup summary of the week that was, offers a look ahead, and even puts forth some interesting stock ideas. And you can subscribe to the KPP Premium Newsletter anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Justin? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 8899 chart 8899242778 so get through and ask your question on today's show we have uh, about 20 minutes left 25 minutes so if you're going to give your you're going to call in give your call now now let's touch on some 
major factors that will go into helping you create financial freedom. Now, the old saying is control what you can control, but the reality is there's, there's other things that you should pay attention to, at least, uh, that can be very, very important in getting to your particular goals. Now, one area that I see most people failing to grasp is saving versus spending versus investing, right? How much should you save? How much should you spend? As well as how much should you invest and how important the investing side is versus the saving side. You know, most people think investing is most important. And in reality, it's saving, okay? So there's a simple rule that, this is what Fidelity says, 50, 15, 5, which in general I agree with, about 50% of your take-home pay, take-home pay, should be for essentials. Room and board, food, utilities, uh, transportation, etc. Right? It should be about 50%. If you're going much over that, you're probably living beyond your means. Okay, for the essentials, for your essentials. Now that probably means you bought too much of a house or too big, too nice of a car or uh, you maybe are eating out too much, things like that. Then 15% should go towards savings. Now that could be your 401k, your uh, Roth IRA, maybe um, uh, another brokerage account, Anything that is going towards a long-term saving goal, typically financial freedom, retirement, etc. And then 5% should be putting that away for a rainy day, right, into savings, and savings when it comes to an emergency fund, something that's very liquid, easy to get to. Uh, in case something bad happens, you have that money. Now, there's, there's a limit to that. You don't probably don't need more than nine months of, of expenses saved up. So maybe once that 5% is up, maybe you uh, go towards contributing to retirement a little bit more, maybe to 20%. Or maybe you just go on a nice little vacation. Nothing wrong with living a little as well. Remember, we always say that. It's never, it's, living a little isn't a problem. It's living too much. <laughs> that tends to be most people's problems, right? They live too extravagantly on a consistent basis uh, beyond, well beyond the means of their income. Then you have to look at longevity, and this is something you can control a little bit. Some of it has to do with your DNA, right? your genetic code. Now, Harvard Medical School has published a list of 10 things that can help lengthen your life. Exercise, diet, avoiding smoking, obviously, maintaining a healthy weight, and having friends. I think that's the most underrated. Being social keeps us connected, keeps us motivated to get up every day and keep moving, especially as you wind down your working days. That can be even more important. So if you're healthy and don't have any have many health issues, you need to start planning to maybe live to 100. You know, medical advances are becoming very, very, very good. So keep an eye uh, or understand your life expectancy. Look at your family, how long uh, they've lived as well. And think of, as well, on top of that, think about 
working past retirement, you know, financial freedom. Steve retired in the, his mid forties and he bought half of KPP. And a lot of you have heard the story, uh, about my grandpa. He was a client of my grandfather's way back in the nineties and he retired to do what he wanted to do. Financial freedom for him, which is run KPP. So don't overlook that and try to find ways to earn money while doing something that you love. Now the show is moving fast and we have time for your listener questions. As always, this came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name is MG and I'm calling from uh, San Jose. My question is for the stock now. Uh, that's for the company called ServiceNow. I have like around 100 stocks at price of 180 and right now it's uh, 230-ish stock. So I just wanted to know whether I should hold it or I should book my profit. I'll be looking forward to your uh, response in the in the stock podcast. Thank you. All right, he's looking at ServiceNow. This they develop cloud-based IT software for workflow automation, data consolidation, and business administration. Now this is a name that has one of the strongest customer satisfaction, lowest turnover rates in the cloud software industry, which is fantastic. That long term, it's a going back to a lesson I did today for Invest Talk Academy about competitive advantages. Clearly they've created a competitive advantage. They've created software that their users love, uh, are unlikely to switch, right? Uh, their switching costs uh, are high, and it's going to allow them to increase profits in a strong fashion long term. Now, if you look going back to 2012, they lost 14 cents a share, and they slowly dug their way out of negative earnings. First in 2015, making 40 cents a share, then 70, and then a dollar 35. Last year, 2.49, 3.10 projected this year, in four dollars and 28 cents projected next year. Now, this is a stock that still trades at $240 a share. So even at based on next year's earnings, let's say things are super fantastic. And they don't make to 428 a share, they make 480 a share. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know, they've been growing earnings uh, in a strong fashion although slowing a little bit, but it's a company that is very, very, that is performing very well. But the law of large numbers, they naturally have to slow down. But if say they make $4.80 a share, that's still a 50 PE at the close of today. It's a lot. Uh, it's a high PE, um, and that's assuming they have really, really good earnings next year. Now, let's look at their debt levels, look a little deeper. Their profitability metrics still are pretty weak. Uh, return on equity is still negative. Um, let me look at their cash from operations. Probably at an all-time high. They don't have any net debt. I like that. So what you're dealing with here is simply a company that is trading at valuations that assume a lot of consistent high growth. Could that be achieved? Sure. What is the risk versus reward is my main question. So you're up on this name. Take some money off the table. 
take your initial investment off the table and let the rest ride. You know, if we enter a bear market, which I think we are, if we enter a time where value outperforms growth, this is a name that is likely going to come back down to earth. Now, I love the cloud space long-term. Love it. So if you're a long-term holder and you just, you're okay with the volatility, this could easily go back down to $100 a share if you go into a major bear market. And maybe business spending slows down. And you have to be prepared for that. But I love the name. I love the industry. But it, there's going to be a lot of volatility and you need to be a long-term holder if you're going to hold this name. This is Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein, and I hope you are making the right choices with the money in your 401k. And candidly speaking, unless you have a lot of time to study the fundamentals and trends of the market, it's difficult to know how to allocate your 401k account properly. You know, you have a list of funds, and for most people, the data and the uh, the information that you get is is Greek, and it's hard to figure out. You know, do I do 10% in this fund or 30% in this fund? How do I do this? So luckily, we have a math-based model that will help you do that. It's called Active 401k. It's a subscription program, and it will give you recommendations on your specific plan. And you can read more about it at investtalk.com. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. Invest Talk listeners and KPP clients alike are invited to take advantage of the many products and services of KPP Financial. For example, the Invest Talk radio program and its podcast replays, the new online training experience, Invest Talk Academy, and the KPP premium newsletter distributed to subscribers each Friday. Learn more anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open now, and you can call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Let's go to Ed in San Bruno. He's looking at Vodafone, right, Ed? Yes, it is. Okay. And why are you interested in Vodafone? Yeah, I, I've, I've got some shares I inherited a long time ago, and I just kept it, but it's gone down. I don't know whether to keep it, especially with Brexit and all that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, a lot of this is, I believe, is priced in. Uh, you have a stock that's gone from $30 a share all the way down to 18 A lot of that has to do with the strength of the dollar, weakness in the, the pound because of the, the of Brexit and uncertainty. You know, the market doesn't like uncertainty. Uh, so right. you've already taken your lumps. You're down from 35 to $18, $19 a share or so. Yields 9.3%, and earnings are going to be and naturally going to be very volatile. Uh, I think that, that that yield is is okay for now. Uh, could could move a lot depending on currency fluctuations and how Brexit um, shakes out. But I I'm looking at let me look at the let me look at my charting program. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, or Facebook YouTube live, you'll see I'm pulling up a weekly chart, and that looks to be turning. Actually, I like the the uh, the MACD. I like the trend. I like the recent volume in the stock. Uh, I actually think we're much closer to a low in this stock than than, than a high. Obviously, it's uh, well down from its high. So 
as long as it's not an outsized portion, what would you say as a percentage of your total portfolio this is? Oh, less than 1%. Not very much okay. at all, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be selling it here uh, unless there was some other reason that, you know, I, I needed that money or wanted to reallocate it to another name or something like that. You know, I, I certainly don't think the company is going to be this huge grower long term or anything like that, but it's certainly cheap, pays a nice dividend, and I think most of the problems, Brexit and weak pound, etc., uh, are behind us, uh, at least for the, the medium term, and so I wouldn't be selling it here. What about if I bought some more and then waited 30 days and took my tax loss, and how, how would that, what do you think of that? Um, that's not a bad idea. Actually, kind of like that idea. Thanks for the call. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Eight eight nine nine two four two seven eight. We have nine minutes left in the show, so if you're going to call, you better do it now. Now let's talk a little bit about where the economy uh, is headed. Right. Businesses in general are getting nervous to some degree, and that is evident by the recent job number in February. Only created 20,000 jobs. Now, a lot of the economists are going to blame that on the weather. But if you look at the trend of weekly jobless claims, which is how many people are freshly filing for unemployment, that's been trending higher really since the uh, latter part of last year. If you look at the four-week moving average of that number. So employers have been laying off workers more and more over the past five months or so, six months or so. And we're now at a point where the economy, I think uh, I, would, I would classify it as kind of neutral. It's not growing very strong. It's not in a recession. It's just kind of eh. And I think businesses are starting to feel that. And confidence is really the name of the game when it comes to the trajectory uh, of anything. right? And a lot of businesses are wondering what's going to happen with the trade war, government budgets, debt battle, right? looming with uh, within Congress and the fact that you know, we have a deficit north of a trillion dollars. 2018, the U.S. federal deficit increased 1.5 trillion dollars. That's more than it was in the height of the financial crisis. So there's going to be some sort of showdown on debt as well. Businesses are having trouble finding qualified workers. And tax cuts are behind us. So the big question is, what's going to fuel the economy higher? Housing is flatlined, trade deficit is ballooned. So the trajectory is just not hot. And that's why you want to look for names that are anti-cyclical, look for dividend-paying stocks uh, that aren't going to be dragged down with the economy. This is Invest Talk, and I'm Justin Klein, and Steve and I often get questions about which software products we use, and we use Ycharts, and you'll see that on our uh, YouTube live stream. So give me a call now and hear from you at 888 chart On the next Invest Talk, 
The college admissions scandal reveals that wealth influences our higher education system, and the FBI is investigating the multi-million dollar briberies. Steve will break down that story tomorrow. But now Justin is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Question on Ultra MO. Is it good for retirement portfolio? How risky it is? It's pretty good yield, but, you know, regulations in the U.S. are not sure. Thank you very much. We'll be listening on the podcast. All right, great question. He's asking about MO, Altria Group. This is actually a name that we own for clients. We picked it up a few months ago. Uh, let me look at the chart. I remember we had, we had a pretty good buy on it. It was around $44, $45 a share, I believe, when we picked it up. And now it's at $56 a share. And it's a, everyone knows who Phil or Altria is. Uh, domestic cigarette producer and it's been declining or it's been on the decline from 52 week high 66 but it hit a high in 2017 around uh, 75 dollars a share yields about 5.7 percent so if you're looking for a nice dividend payer this is a good name for you but it's been down a lot because of potential regulation which is what i believe he's speaking about around menthol cigarettes and the fact that there is a market perception that menthol cigarettes are better for you or maybe not as bad for you when all the studies and say that they pretty much are just as bad for you as a normal cigarette and so there's been legislation to pull menthol cigarettes from the market uh, but I just don't think that it actually is going to happen that's why we picked it up because it was just so so cheap uh, from a valuation perspective and we don't think that there's really going to be that level of regulation around that industry so that's one of the reasons why uh, it fell so much and why we picked it up now enterprise value EBIT is about 12 decent uh, and it's a it's has doesn't have a ton of debt about 23 billion dollars in debt on the 105 billion dollar market cap not a whole lot uh, of debt, which we like as well. Long-term return equity is 45%. Return on assets, 15%. Return on invested capital, 22%. So very high profitability metrics on that side. And we think this was, a, this was an opportunity and it continues to be an opportunity to pick up a name that is relatively cheap. Obviously, it's not as cheap at 56 as it was at 45, but it's still relatively cheap. So uh, I like it. I like the area that it's in right now for the market backdrop. I talked about buying anti-cyclical names, dividend payers, etc. That is a good example of that. So that was Altria Group. M-O is the symbol. I like it. Where are we going? Are we going to a talking point next? Okay, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, I only have a couple minutes left, but I think you all should look at. If, 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 I'm starting to talk about Elon and Tesla a little bit more. I haven't. I've kind of held off for the last six to nine months or so um, because, frankly, it's it, it, it's something new every day, and I don't want to talk have to talk about it too much. But this whole saga of Tesla is 
a lesson in, in human psychology, in the downsides of outside-the-box thinkers, uh, which Elon is certainly one of them. Uh, but there is also a lesson in, I think it's th thuggery, thug mentality. Um, and there's actually a great story. It's on Bloomberg. It was out in Bloomberg Business Week this, this week about a whistleblower that came out, uh, worked at the Gigafactory in Nevada and said, there are problems with manufacturing. There's a lot of waste. There's a lot of stuff that, that the operations aren't running smooth. And he told business inside of this. And they wrote a, a letter about it or an article about it. And Elon basically threatened this guy. He called in a fake report that uh, this guy was going to shoot up the Gigafactory or something like that. Uh, really smeared this guy's name for just talking about some problems that were happening at the factory. Which clearly, this is just one of, of many. So, it's a, it's a sad story. Uh, you should probably look into it and help understand who Elon is. Because he's not what everyone else thinks he is. I'm Justin Klein, and this completes another Invest Talk program, and I thank you for your loyal support and questions. Tomorrow's a new day, and you'll have lots of market questions, hopefully for us, so we want to hear from you. Please come back to us. Have a nice evening, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.